Hello and welcome to my podcast. Join me, Chelsea Holm, entrepreneur, certified personal trainer, nutrition coach, army wife, and mom of five as we dive into 15 minutes of small steps you can do today in faith, nutrition, fitness, mindset, and family that are going to lead to big changes over time. So grab your favorite beverage and join me or if you're busy like me, let's multitask together and let's get started. Hey guys, and welcome to this episode of Holistic Health Hub with Chelsea Noel. And I'm so excited that today I'm going to be talking about something that is probably like the most important thing that we could possibly talk about. It's all about faith. This is going to be the faith episode and I'm really excited. So let's get into it. What is faith? Uh, Faith is the belief in something that can't be seen. So it's faith in the unseen. Um, It's hope for something that's coming that we can't physically see here and now. Um, And I just want to put this out there first before we dive in. And that is, you know, I am a believer in Jesus. I believe and live by the fact that Jesus is the only way to have forgiveness of sins and the the only way to get into heaven, which is our home. Um, I believe that we all need a savior because we are all sinful and we all fall short of the glory of God. Um, and Jesus is that savior for me. And you know what, here's the thing. So many people nowadays say, Oh, I believe in God. I believe in God, you know? Okay. Guess what? The demons themselves believe in God and they actually fear God. Like they shudder. Um, so it just goes to show that belief in God is not enough. A lot of people believe in God, but that's not actually what gets you to heaven. That's not what frees you from the burden of your sins. Um, and neither do good works. Um, good works, if you have read your Bible, actually are a result and a reaction, a response, a heart response of the thankfulness of our father sending his only son to die for our sins that we deserve to pay the price for, which is paid by death, but it was paid by Jesus who lived perfectly, um, in our place. And, um, you know, our heart response is to do these good works, to love our neighbor, to, um, to be generous and to serve others and, um, to be peacemakers. <laughs> and, um, it's interesting. A lot of people think that if you're a believer, you just have to do everything to keep the peace and, you know, you don't want to make waves and, you know, you don't want to make anyone upset. You don't want to offend anybody, but here's the thing. There's a difference between peacekeepers and peacemakers. Okay. Peacekeepers reply or imply more of, uh, you know, keeping the peace, not making waves. Peacemakers, on the other hand, imply action of actually making the peace happen. And I just want to be clear to my believing friends that that is what we are called to do. We are called to be peacemakers. And a lot of times that takes action that makes waves, that makes people uncomfortable. I mean, that offends people. The gospel itself offends us. It tells us that we are sinners and that we deserve death. And that we can't save our own sorry souls. That that's offensive, right? I mean, like coming from a person like me, like I I want to do all the things. Like I want to be the one running the show. I want to be the one calling the shots, but I can't. I can't save my sorry self. And I am so thankful 
that Jesus came. He didn't have to, you know, he came from heaven living with his father in perfection. And he gave it all up to come and be born of a baby, a weak little baby. I mean, look at, if you have kids, you know, when they're born they cannot live without us. They're not like animals. They don't just, they're not just born and they go and fend for themselves. Like, no, they are so reliant on their mothers and, you know, and on their parents to take care of them. Um, and he did that for us. And he grew up in this crazy world for us, like with sickness and sin and imperfect people rubbing shoulders every day. You know, he did that for us. And, you know, he, he could have at any moment called down help from his father to take away this path that he was on. You know, he could have in the desert when he was being tempted and he hadn't eaten for 40 days. Now, I don't know about you, but if I go a few hours, I get a little hangry, but like, imagine if you hadn't eaten anything for 40 days and then your biggest enemy shows up and is like, Hey, yes. Hi. Is like, Hey, tell these rocks to turn into bread. Um, and you won't be hungry. Like, wouldn't you be so cranky? Like I would be so cranky, but Jesus is just like, be gone, Satan. Like my, I don't live on bread alone, you know? And, um, it just, I, I just, it's so hard to understand. Like, you know, if Jesus were walking around today in, in his human form, hundred percent God, hundred percent man, what would he do in all these situations? And you know what? Here's the thing. We don't know. We are not God. We don't think or speak for Jesus. Like we don't know what he would do, but based on his word, we do know that he did not let any earthly parameters hold him back from things. You know, he was constantly, you know, providing, um, providing for the physical needs, but he, he was more concerned for the soul. And you saw this in every interaction where he healed somebody, you know, he forgave them for their sins first, and then he healed their physical body. You know, he approached lepers without a care when other people turned and ran away and had totally just written them off. You know, he approached women who had been completely written off by society and, you know, their reputation preceded them. Um, and, and I just want to encourage you as a believer, if you are a believer that, you know, we are called to truth and grace, both. And it's not just grace that says, you know, we're all sinners. So do what you want. We're all just trying to figure it out here. Like, grace covers it all. So go ahead and do what you want to do. No, it doesn't say just that. And it doesn't say just truth either that, you know, we all need a savior savior and we're all sinners. So, you know, like your sin is bigger than mine or whatever have you like, no, it's a both. And it's this perfect tension between grace and truth. And I love how Jesus shows this to us. You know, he would go and he would eat with, you know, the, the people in society that they, they thought were the lowest of the low or the biggest sinners of them all. Right. Um, even though all sin is sin and separation separates us from God, it's all on an equal level. Um, people don't like that because we, we, in our humanness like to think that, oh, my sins aren't as bad as somebody else's. Right. Or at least I'm not doing that, but guess what? That's just our selfish humanness talking. Um, but Jesus depicted this perfectly when he would go into these places and be with these people who, um, were considered to be the lowest of the low or the worst of the worst. And he would 
go to the heart of the issue first and he would forgive them for their sins, but then he would also call them out of that life. Um, and I think that that's the part we either, we do one or the other. We either spend all our time calling people out of the life, but we completely forget the grace of their sins are forgiven. Um, or we spend all of our time focusing only on the fact that our sins are forgiven. And we just say, we'll continue living your life, but we don't call people out of their sinful life, you know? And I, and I, I think that this is, again, it's, you know, our humanists We're we're still, we're still human. Our sins are forgiven, but you know, we're still walking around in this world trying to figure things out. And thankfully we have the Holy spirit and the word of God that can, um, you know, is our guide and, and helps us navigate these things, but we're still going to do these things imperfectly. Um, and that's why I'm thankful even more for heaven someday, because thankfully this world is not our home and we can have the just confidence in the assured salvation that this world is not our home. And there's a reason we don't feel like we fit here, or there's a reason we don't feel completely at rest or at peace here because we're not, we still live in a fallen, broken world, full of sin, full of sickness and full of death. Um, and I think, you know, people have forgotten with everything going on that fear is a tool of the enemy. Fear is his number one tool. Love is God's number one tool. And we have forgotten this. We have forgotten that anything that moves us based on fear is not from God. It's not. And so we've, we've come to this point in our world where we have turned to safety as our God. We have turned to um, somehow this thought that we could escape death or that we could keep ourselves from dying if our, if it's our time. Um, and it's complete foolishness. (laughs) We all die, you know, and it's kind of a morbid thing to think about, but as soon as we're born, we start to die. We get closer to the day that we're going to die. And the sooner people grasp this reality and embrace it, that we are all going to die. Everyone dies. I mean, okay, now this isn't scripture. This is from Braveheart, but everyone dies, but not everyone truly lives. Like that's so true, you know? Um, and I think that this, this has been twisted too with like YOLO, you know, you only live once and, you know, so do whatever you want to do, but you know, no, no, <laughs> you only live once. So make it count, right? Like for the kingdom. Um, and our sole purpose here is to be a light, to be the fragrance of Christ and um, to offend when we need to offend and to always be doing it from the position of bringing souls to Christ. And, you know, God's the one who changes hearts, but really what we're here to do is we're here to be the fragrance, to attract people to the gospel because of the unshakable things in our life that, that are not explained by this world. Things like joy, regardless of circumstances, things like forgiveness, peace, peace when the world is going crazy, um, hope, hope in something that we cannot see, but that we are absolutely certain of because God has told us it will be so. And, um, these are things that the world can explain. These are things that 
the world can't create, you can't buy, you can't manufacture. I mean, our world tries to manufacture them, but it's all, it's all just, uh, an imposter. It's, it's all an idol. And, you know, I always find it very interesting when, you know, people who are extremely successful in the world's eyes get to the end of their life. And, you know, they say, like, I I think Jim Carrey has been quoted at this, that, it's all meaningless that it doesn't give you what it is that you're really looking for. And that's filling that God-shaped hole that only God can fill nothing else can, and no one else ever will. Um, and you know, while we're on this side note of success, um, I just want to encourage you if you're a believer who is not comfortable with money or having a lot that you would dig deeper into that. And just remember that the love of money is the root of all sorts of evil, but that doesn't mean, Hey, pipe down. (laughs) That doesn't mean that we as believers can't have an abundance of money. Okay. Because I mean, if you actually, if you go through your Bible and you look at this, I mean, look at the story of the talents, Matthew 25, you know, the master gave each of these servants, um, some money to do wisely with. And if you remember how the story goes, you know, the first one went out and increased it by like, what, like threefold. The second one went out and increased it by like tenfold. And the third one, thinking that his master was so severe, he just buried it. Like what the heck? And so I would just encourage you that money in the hands of good Bible believing Christian walking, living out our faith people is so much more powerful than in the hands of wicked people who have no qualms about earning money, but, um, okay. I will help you with this in a minute. I'm almost done. Um, and so just through all of this, I would just encourage you that if you are feeling distracted, if you are feeling diminished, like you're alone or, um, you know, no one else is thinking the same way you are, or if you are feeling, um, what is the other one? Um, just discouraged, you know, just discouraged in your walk that, you know, you are now, being told that you're wrong, that you're a false teacher, that you're dangerous, that you're a terrorist, um, all these things. These are just ways that the enemy is trying to get at us. You know, if he can't destroy us, he will distract us. He will diminish us and he will discourage us. And that's how he gets to us. And so I would just encourage you to remember that you're not crazy. (laughs) You are walking it out. And if you're listening to this and you're not a believer, Um, I hope you go back and listen to it again. And I will sum it up again that here's the truth. Here's the truth of life is that we are all sinners and we fall short of the glory of God. And there is nothing that we could do to bridge the gap that sin has put between us and God. Jesus is the only one who could do that. And he did that. He came and he died for our sins. He took on himself the price that we were meant to pay with his life. And the only way to forgiveness of sin, to unload our burden of sin and death is through Jesus in, in believing in him and professing that he is the only way. And the path is narrow. There are a lot of people who believe in God and maybe you're one of those people, um, but that's not enough. It's not enough just to believe. You have to give your life over in complete surrender to Jesus. And I guarantee you, when you do that, your life will open up And your life will be filled with these inexplicable gifts from the Holy Spirit of love and peace and joy. 
um, that our world just can't, just can't define, they can't explain, and they can't manufacture. Um, and so I hope you enjoyed this today. If you have questions about faith, um, about salvation, please ask me, ask me your hard questions. And, you know, if I don't know the answer, I have many godly mentors in my life who have poured into me over the years that I'm sure can help find the answers and it is worth it. I mean, it, it has a value of your life <laughs> pending on it. Um, so I hope you guys have a great day and enjoy this. Let me know those questions. Thanks for listening to this week's episode of Holistic Health Hub with me, Chelsea Holm. For great tips, follow me on Instagram at Chelsea underscore Noel. And if you love this episode, don't forget to click subscribe, give me a five-star rating, and leave a review. I'd love to know what you would like to hear. Until next time.